Hey everyone, this is Jeff Stevens and this is the Creative Stick Up. Uh, it's the end of summer. I bet uh, many of you are on vacation right now. I just got back from a couple weeks in Colorado, so I'm a little slow at getting this uh, next podcast put up. It's a co-interview with my buddy Ken Calcaterra. He is a fantastic filmmaker and video maker here in town, Emmy-winning video maker here in town. I've known him for a while. He also does a podcast with creative people, so we thought it'd be fun to do one together, kind of co-interview each other. So that's our attempt at this one. Um, and it turned out great. I actually listened to it on his site. Thought it was pretty good. So I hope you enjoy it. Ken's a terrific guy. I had a great time catching up with him. Um, here is my conversation with Ken Calcaterra. I've loved the conversations that we've had the the last few years that I've known you, and it's uh, it's great to finally sit down and record one, I'm, share with everyone. I know we've been threatening to do this, Ken. So I'm I'm happy we finally did. That's exciting. I agree. I agree. I love every time I talk to you. I always have something incredibly interesting going on. So when we when you say let's go do this, I'm like let's go do this. Let's do this podcast. Right on, man. And you're doing you have some podcasts yourself, so I do. you're. Uh, you're you're an old pro now with oh, yeah. this with this medium. I I love the medium and it's funny everyone kind of finds their medium in the social space of what they like. Some people are great at Facebook and Instagram and I've never been good at any of those Twitter. Just for whatever reason and I'm a writer and so you'd think I'd be good at this and then somehow I got into this podcasting and I do like 3 or 4 a week cuz it's just fun. I love talking to people. I think that's it. Right? Yeah, this is and what I've talked to others about it's a connection. Yeah. And I think with in social media, you can develop that connection, but it's on a different level. Yeah. So with this, a conversation, I mean, that's something that I guess from, since the beginning of time, yeah. we've we've worked to connect with one another and yeah. to converse in some form or another. And it's a cool medium for it. I know. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've always, it's funny, and this is, this is neither here nor there, but growing up, I loved the Playboy interview. I loved Playboy. But I loved the Playboy interview, too, because it was this long format where you get to really know someone and there are these in-depth things and you got to find things out. It wasn't just a one pager. And they did it so well. And that's when I yeah. was in um, when I was in college, one of my media teachers, female teachers, yeah. she had, that's one of the, the things she had said to read. Wow. Uh, as far as just the writing, because it was so well done, yeah. so in-depth. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you totally could connect with those people and really find out the core and the layers. Yeah. And it's amazing. And then you enjoy their work a lot more. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what I think podcasts are great. Now you have these all the time, like these really in-depth conversations with people. And you find out what makes them tick and what how human they are and how much they've overcome and, you know, all those things. And, yeah, that's why I think it's a great medium. Definitely. Fun, fun yeah. And so, so what are your podcasts? Tell, tell my audience so, so I, they can check out what, you, what you're doing. I do one um, each week with some friends on recovery. So I've been sober for a long, long, long time. And we started doing a recovery podcast driven by um, a good friend of mine named Chris Aguirre. Uh, and then Matt Glarner joins us every week. And we uh, talk about all things recovery, but we uh, have guests in, in the recovery space from all over the world. Uh, memoirists and uh, government agencies and interesting people who do all kinds of interesting things in recovery um, from uh, alcohol and drugs. And it's 
at sincerightnow.com is the website. So, and Chris Aguirre is an amazing designer, and it's an incredible website for all things recovery. So, I do that one. Yeah, and I just, you just cool. had him on your other podcast, and I yes. listened to that. And yes. he, yeah, he was a fascinating guy. Right. Yeah, he's a, he is an interesting guy. And so, then I do one here in St. Louis just for uh, one that I liked doing and just started doing it, and it was fun for me to do, and I throw it up every week on just interviewing interesting creatives around town. Um, so it's it's called the creative stick up. I you know talk to agency people and uh, film people and artists, and I've talked to people entrepreneurs and um, consultants and just interesting people that I find that that the criteria is would you be fun to talk to? <laughs> yeah, and this is this is a crossover episode with with your show. Yeah, so really, so really I'm gonna launch this for you exactly. Yeah, and yeah, so it's what? Cool. And I agree. So it'll be interesting to see who's asking the questions. <laughs> Yeah, well, this well, that's what it'd be in conversation. So, and then that's the fun part. Yeah. To, uh, you know, to have somebody asking questions yeah. and have that have that back and forth and that kind of flow going. That's fun for me. Good. So you tell me then for for uh, the creative people in town you, and lots of people probably know you because you are a uh, have been in the video space, the film space, the yeah. freelance. Uh, so that's how I've known you. That's how we met, I believe. We we met. It was it was funny. I was I had this freelance gig. Okay. And it was I think it was for some bank. And okay. we were doing man on the street type interviews. So I was, it was through Bad Dog Pictures and okay. I was field producing and it was an out of town client. So they had the Bad Dog crew who, yeah, I've worked with those guys a lot over the years. They hired me and it was, we were just pulling people off the street and we, we started downtown because there's a lot of traffic in the morning and just randomly, you know, we, we wound up by Cool Fire. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was asking and everybody's busy going to work, understandable. Uh-huh. And, and you're one of the few people that stopped and yeah. I, I'd never met you and uh, you just answered these questions and were super cool. We had this real Zen approach, which is something <laughs> I like about you. And uh, yeah. And then it was just like, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I uh, just reached out on LinkedIn at some point and, yeah. and here we are. That's so funny. I remember <laughs> that day. Yeah. And it, Cause I totally empathized having been in your shoes, trying to get decent footage for a spot and you're like, got the crew there and you're, like, oh, man, I just need to get some decent quotes. So I was like, I'm going to stop and give this guy exactly I, what, you I know? I appreciate that. Yeah, because it's it's one of those things you look at. It's uh, yeah. you have your quota. So, all right, totally. if we can get maybe 10 really good ones, and yeah. then they'll be able to put a video together. Yeah. That's so and so, funny. yeah, so that was, that was, that's so was funny. really cool. And then I remember we talked, and I don't know, I'm sure you've brought this up on your show, but the way we kind of bonded was you had brought, had done a reality show, basically. Yeah, You'd, a little. Yeah, more of a right now. Just a short documentary, but I was but, developing a project. Totally, yeah. but you were in. Yeah, like you were all into this. Yeah, yeah. Put a lot of time into it. It was, and it's a, a good. Have you process. talked about this on this show? A, a little bit, yeah. yeah. And that's the, the, for everyone that knows. It's called "It's a Hard Rock Life." It's yeah. still working. I've, I've finishing it's uh, not dead. music. No, not dead. Still there. Um, yeah, I don't know what what level because it's just one of those things with limited resources. There's mm-hmm. only so much you can do. Yeah, and uh, yeah, maybe that's a kind of a cop out but uh no the, i think that's absolutely short you, piece done a lot looks great yeah. um so it's an eight minute piece and hopefully the next step will be just having a live event oh, and cool. uh so then they can you know the audience can get to know the band they'll, they'll know the band through the piece as we yeah. talked about so what, and what's the elevator pitch is it's a, a look at a hard rock band old guys in their 40s 50s 60s who still want to rock? Yeah, a group of it's a, a group of middle-aged friends living out their heavy metal dream while they're running their businesses, <laughs> raising their families, right. and uh, just very uh, various charitable causes that they're yeah. they're championing. And it's not it's not like they're a band that's playing once once a month at a thing. They're like 
seriously heavy metal band. Yeah, and they played. Uh, they've had some some changes. Okay. So there's been uh, personnel changes. So Paul, one of the guys who I've known a lot of years, yeah. and and a good friend, he, uh, he he's moved on to some other things, and they you know they had some personnel changes in the band, but they're still rocking. Brian Chapel, he's the front man, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's just really just really well spoken on camera mm-hmm. and just like puts it all out there. And so yeah, he he's the main creative force of the band, and he's still rocking it. So they're. They're getting ready to put out more shows and and hopefully do some tours or festivals and whatnot. So yeah, they're they're all great guys, and it's just one of those things. It just takes a while yeah, to yeah. develop something Tell and to them. the level that is in my head, and, right? And to have those resources, and and when I'm just uh, kind of putting it together with very little resources and a lot of just just on me wearing many hats. Just what was kinda, what was the thing tough. about that story that you were like, I love this. Like, what where, where did what inside you did it touch because you put a lot of effort into this it's been a thing right a journey yeah yeah definitely i think it's one of those things like never never giving up and even later in life that you can still make something happen or even if if you live in st louis you can still with technology nowadays and social media you can still do cool things and stand out yeah it's a little it may be a little more difficult because there there may not be um same level of contacts or sponsors sure. or things like that. But, you know, that's probably a, a limitation just in my mind at, at times yeah. when I'm in the trenches and you get you get a little burnt out and it's like, oh, how am I going to do this? Yeah. But, but yeah, just the guys are compelling guys. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. What you made was beautiful. The piece itself is beautiful. So we'll have to post that uh, below on this link on this podcast. But yeah, I'll put the teaser that hasn't yeah. been out for a while. Yeah, and, it's beautiful. Um, I mean, it's really you. well done. It's uh, really interesting. You, and you can tell, yeah, the effort that got put into it. But the journey itself obviously was a lot of fun. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's going on with, um, do you have anything else cooking in, the, in that space? I do. Uh, yeah, well, one of the things now that I'm, I'm talking to a friend of mine, he, mm-hmm. um, He's has a startup, so okay. it's a, a paintbrush. He's one of the sponsors, okay. and I'm doing some consulting with him and just helping him come up with a plan. Oh, and, cool. uh, and there may be a space where we're discussing maybe, uh, you know, doing something more with that, and you know, helping him develop that company. We're just trying to figure out all the details and get yeah. working with friends can be uh, can be a challenge. It can be one of the most fulfilling things, but it's just I, I think my advice to anybody out there in any venture is just to spell it all out before you start. Oh, good. And I've made that mistake a bunch of times because we're all passionate about creating yeah. and helping our friends yeah. and doing cool things and getting out there and just that adrenaline that sometimes we don't work out all the details or we're not on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something in my head is in different, mm-hmm. you know, their their perspective, and then it, you know, sometimes can wind up in not a good situation yeah, or yeah. Can, can hurt the friendship, and it's just not worth that. Yep. So I've, hopefully... I've hopefully had a couple of those in my life. Yeah? Yeah, we're exactly the same thing uh, and didn't... Yeah, and I've learned the lesson that... You should work it all out exactly how what the expectations are before you start, which makes intuitive sense. But in a creative's heart, it's hard to do because everyone falls in love with whatever you're doing and you just want to do it. And part of it's that's not a bad thing. And none of these things that fell apart for me made it anyway. So it never really mattered, you know, at the end of the day that it didn't all get worked out. But everyone. Yeah, it's funny. I'm always of the mind. I I read somewhere that you two uh, splits everything. Splits everything. Nice. So the drummer, Larry, yeah. gets as much as Bono and mm-hmm. the Edge, the whole thing. And that made 
That's a business plan I like. I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Because then there's no, everyone just, you can be all in and it doesn't matter. And I, and I think there's different roles. I mean, Bono, of course, is has a notoriety. Yeah. You know, he's a guy that's traveling the world and goes to George Bush's ranch. And, and the next day he's hanging out with the Pope. Yeah. So he has that persona where I, I think Larry Mullen is more of, he's like the businessman of, oh, of the group. So From he, what I've read, yeah, I've okay. had on read uh, a few youtube books and okay. uh yeah I think so he's he's not just the drummer he does he carries his weight definitely and he's uh i believe he is also the historian of the band oh. he has uh i think he's the guy that kind of has all the memorabilia and has kept up that's on that cool. that's cool so yeah so he plays more of the behind the scenes role which is you know a lot of bands especially indie bands i talk to a lot of indie bands yeah and that, and even myself as an artist, it's sometimes hard to separate the business side mm-hmm. from the creative side. Yeah, yeah. But you have to do it if you want to if you want to make any money or make yeah. it feasible. So it's it is definitely a split personality. That's funny. And I think everyone has to go through that. Young creatives all learn at some point. You've got to get serious about the business side of that. Yeah, that's funny. So I am. I wanted to come out and talk. I'm starting a business. Definitely, and I didn't tell you this. Is this a different business? This is than totally what we've different talked? business. Whoa, okay, all right. So uh, maybe, maybe we talked about this. I down. think we've maybe touched upon it, but yeah. let us know. Let me let me know. Jog the, my memory. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, I'm starting the the uh, country's first non-alcoholic craft brewery. Is that? Did we talk about? We this talked before? a little bit about okay. that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm in hot and heavy in this thing, and it's going to happen. And I think when we talked about it, it was an idea. Yeah. Now it's a proper. You know, we've got money and. Um, are buying buying this piece of equipment and moving it out to a Fallon brewery, and and this whole thing is going to kick off in November. But it's been a fascinating journey of a creative trying to you know you get into numbers now and business and insurance and the all the things that happen in that. So that's always been the periphery of my life, but has never been part of what I do. So that's been fascinating to learn business right quickly um, and. But I'm so excited finally to, it's it's also been really refreshing because the marketing, I love beer marketing. I was in beer marketing for 20 years, you know? And so it's been really, really fun again to start doing labels and brands and writing about their stories and great. So I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed getting into this, but yeah, it's going to be, we're going to have some liquid in November. That's fantastic. Year. I don't know. So well, what's excited. the name of the, of the product or the uh, brand? The brewing company is called the Wellbeing Brewing Company. And it's all about it. Brew well to be well is our idea, and we're you know that's a fantastic slogan. Yeah, thanks. And you know, I, I hopefully I'll get the marketing right. That's one part I feel good about. But and this was actually done with some friends out of London, uh, my old creative team when I worked over there. They have their own innovation company over there, and they brought this idea to me. And we had talked about it at one point, and they sort of found this white space of not having any non-alcoholic craft beers. I don't drink. I was in the beer marketing business. This idea was one of those that immediately hit me. You know, and we see ideas all the all the time, and um, this one hit me like I'm doing this. I totally get this, and I want to drink this product. And I drink NA beer all the time, and and, and there aren't really any good ones, right? There, there's nothing in the category that excites you, right? Like there's no brand that you're like, oh, that's a fun experience to drink this. Um, so we're gonna make really fun brands. And uh, so much with branding is yeah. that experience, and yeah. it's something where. Oh, there's this quote now I'm forgetting it, but it was a brilliant quote. Yeah. What was it that I, I think it's, it's something along the lines that you create the identity, then the audience or your, your consumer, mm-hmm. they kind of, um, you know, develop what the brand is, yeah, and yeah. what the persona of the brand yeah, is. So yeah. you put that out there and then they're 
really defining that with, yeah. with their interaction and experience. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think you're absolutely right where you sort of, yeah, it's, it's a different way to do it. I think brands, you know, there's the theory of you build a world that consumers want to join with the brand. And I think that's how you can bring in a lot of people. But ultimately, the way it works now is people touch the brand on every day and it evolves and it can be all these things. And, and it feels like people take ownership of it and get Definitely. excited about it. Yeah. And, and that's what I feel about yeah. my, my friend's invention. So he's had it a few okay. years. Yeah. And is it, this, yeah. Tell me about this. At this point, I can't say too okay. much. It, it is. It is a. It's, it's an a paintbrush. Oh, it's it's a... an ergonomic paintbrush. Oh, cool! And, and I'll show you after this. It's okay. pretty amazing. It's it's an art form in itself. Okay. He is. Uh, He's and, a painter. He, well, he is, he is a sculptor, okay. a fine artist. This is like for house painting. Yeah. So he's been in construction a number of years, and he wanted to create something that would you know help painters and uh, something to oh, keep your cool. hand from cramping up and yeah. whatnot. So you know, as far as telling that, and he's a sponsor now, so I've been teasing it, but it's fun to <laughs> talk to you about it. But yeah, yeah I really want to I really want to see it work. And, and like I said, it's just figuring out so you can personalities help. and all that. But yeah. I think developing yeah. a brand, I'm, I'm excited yeah. about having having that and does he have a brand name yet he does it's called american mallard american mallard yeah and, and they, that's the overall company or that's the specific yeah product? that's the overall company okay and the brushes i, I don't think have a specific name but okay. like just a Ameri- but american one. mallard brushes okay. but maybe at some point there'll be a specific name yeah are ducks involved is that why the word mallards in this or is it his name no, it's uh, it just uh, originally when I saw the product, I was like, yeah, that kind of reminds me of a duck. Gotcha. And then we start talking about it, and then it was it just like <laughs> caught on, and and we were going over a bunch of names and everything I else, like it. and then uh, yeah, so it was cool. It was a fun process. It's American Mallard Dynasty, and you're already there, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. He's uh, you know, it's somebody that's just been a close friend for a number of years who just. Just a genius as far as cre- yeah. creation. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's hard for anything, whether it be that reality show or a mm-hmm. documentary or the execution. I, I went to, what, uh, a million cups of coffee the other day. Have you ever been to those? No. Fun, yeah. I've, I've heard this. Tell me, yeah, what is this about? So it's a it's a networking group where people present. So okay. this might be something cool for you Maybe as I'll well. do it. Go th- Definitely. I'm, I'm all into like presenting this anywhere to get any feedback, Yeah, right? so, so, and that's it. So people will give you feedback. So you'll go in, you'll mm-hmm. have a five or six minute pitch. Yep. And then I'll say, well, you know, this brand is this or, you know, or, hey, why are you putting out this beer or what is yeah. your distribution route? Or yeah. It's just different questions people might have. Yeah. And then along with that, I think it's a good way to connect to people for grants or maybe angel investors yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So it's just a, they do Raising it money. every Wednesday. I think the, the last one I went to was at T-Rex. Oh, yeah. And, Which um, would totally make sense. And this guy had this cool. You would love this because you love music. Yeah. He had this thing called the Rock Dolly. Okay. So for the Rock Dolly, the Rock Dolly, and it's basically three small cabinets that connect, uh-huh. and then you can wheel it really? in as a dolly. And uh-huh. then apparently he's you know he's working up all this technology, and he's the sky's the limit with this guy. He's planning on really developing this. But right now, the prototype he has, you I think. Five or six band members can hook into it, and it's a nice full sound. Wow! So he's so it's still like developing. the whole back line on wheels. They can just rock in, pretty much, plug yeah. in, and start playing. Yeah, that's de- awesome. Definitely. So it's people had ideas for him and yeah. offered feedback and all that's those good cool. things. So yeah, that definitely check that out, man. I would I would love to see your presentation. And Have you done American Mallard there? Not yet. It's okay. it's not to the point yet of of you know, doing that mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, that's fun that you go to all those things. 
like I tr- yeah, I try like to try like to that. mix it up. Totally. That's super cool. Yeah, who are knows you, networking, who knows where you're going to meet yeah. the person. It may be at an event like that or it may be we talked about Yoga Buzz, which is uh, oh, yeah. another thing I do and somebody I've I've had the founder on the on the podcast oh, here. That, yeah. Which is then my wife has been to three or four in the last month. It seems like and they're doing them all over. How cool is that? So it's basically free yoga in the morning somewhere. They have different events. So one of okay. them is is the like free yogas at different places. Ballpark Village is one. Okay. Uh, they just had it at Whole Foods. Yeah. They have it down at Cortex. Um, they'll have that. And then they have other events, which will be at a brewery. Yeah. So if, say you, you had a space for your brewery, yeah, yeah. then that would be something that they would have there. Oh. And I would pay like maybe 15 or $20 an hour of yoga, and then you would get a beer or two, maybe some food. We're totally going to do that. There's nothing better yeah. than a non-alcoholic beer with your yoga buzz in the morning, right? Definitely. <laughs> so you get that buzz from doing the yoga, and then, and then a, you get the taste of the beer. Sweet and, beer, right? And meet some great people. Yeah. And, and then they also have uh, teacher training. Okay. So then they have... Um, Part of these events raises money for scholarships for their teacher training, and they do. Oh, cool. yeah, it's a great, great organization. Awesome. Hey, how much yoga do you do? Oh, Are you like a lot? This year, I haven't done th- that much, but yeah. I've done a few thirty-day challenges, okay. and I, I was going so pretty consistently. It? Yeah, yeah. I just need to get back in the habit. Yeah, and spending more time at the gym this year than, than okay. yoga. That's cool. So, are you doing content for American Mallard? Is that what you're helping them with? Content and then strategy, yeah, and some marketing. So that's what uh, what we're talking about. Did you go see any of the forty eight hour film festival stuff? Recently? I did not. I was uh, I was doing some location scouting, oh, so that, that eats up a lot of time. And then I had a a buddy of mine named Ben Sturgill, an artist, uh, a musician from Nashville, was in town. You spend so a lot of time in Nashville. I try to, yeah, I try to get down there three or four times a year at least. Okay. Is there and is it music related or you just have friends down there? Friends and uh, but mostly music related. Um, okay, got a friend named Chris Blair who has a, a venue called the Listening Room Cafe down in Nashville. Yeah, is it like a songwriter? It is. Place? Yeah, singer songwriters in the round. It's kind of uh, has a bluebird vibe. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, yeah. a little bigger venue. Okay, and he's getting ready to move to his. This will be his fourth location. Wow, because they're building. Have you been down in Nashville recently? Uh, I, I haven't been there in yeah two three years. It's been a while since I've actually been downtown and hung out. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, so they're building like when you when you drive into town, you see cranes. It's just a skyline yeah. is just littered with and cranes. But the the main little drag in downtown Broadway is that what it is? Yeah. Is, is that still kind of the same, or is that just blown up? That's pretty much the same. And then all around that, they just it's have all kinds up. of condos and skyscrapers yeah. and everything else. So it's really changing the landscape of wow. Nashville. That's, that, and then right the next street over, that was like an old adult sort of alley place that had Painter's weird... Painter's Alley. Yeah, that had weird shops and leather yeah. things. Is that still there? Is that yeah, cleaned that's, up? Yeah, that's still there, as far as I know. Yeah, which is cool. That area is cool. Yeah, definitely. I love I love the fact that there's so many songwriters down there that you can just open cafes and go to a songwriter night. I th- that is such a cool night. I wish we had more of that in St. Louis. There's someone that does that in Maplewood. That's my friend Steve St. Cyr. It is? So he's, he'll be another guest at some point. Okay. But he does a thing called the uh, songwriter, or Songbird Cafe. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. He, he, so he's taking it, what he loves about Bluebird and uh-huh. bringing it here. And yeah. it's just anybody that, that enjoys songwriting and the craft... You should check that out. It's such a cool thing. Yeah, he's I just, love nights, he's nights like that. Yeah, we should go sometime. Okay, and you go and just listen. Yeah, listen to people. Just, they just I wrote this today, and I'm going to perform it. Right? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes. It's just and super it's just, cool. and he brings in some artists from Nashville, 
and he has a lot of great artists from here. He mixes it up really well. Pokey Lafarge has been a um, has been a guest of okay. his show for a few times. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, definitely. So, so talking more about your mm-hmm. your company. So yeah. you're going to launch. You'll you'll have a product <clears throat> when we're going to have it in November. Okay, cool. Um, it is. We're going to have two our two launch brands. We were trying to figure out what to call them, like the branding of them all. Um, so ultimately the, the two like, uh, spaces that this brands will hopefully occupy is one is the health space, just feeling better. I think there's a lot of reasons not to drink in people are drinking less when they go out. Cause I got to get up early. They're in training. They have a yoga buzz class in the morning. Right. And they had a, yeah, yeah. they had a couple beers, but they don't want the third one. And I think there's a lot of reasons around just being living healthier. A lot of people want to detox for 30 days or I'm not going to drink this week or whatever that is. I think there's a lot of health choices. So the first one's called Heavenly Body. It's going to be a golden wheat um, beer. It's it's an incredibly uh, light and, but still a craft tasty wheat beer. Um, so that, that'll be the first brand. And then the other space is kind of this idea of wanting to be fully participating in the night. And I've found, you know, just being in the industry, you go out uh, after you shoot, you know, something, you're out with the crew and, or, and especially in the business of beer or spirits, you're out and everyone's drinking because it's that kind of crowd and I don't drink. And so I've had moments where I have had to order Diet Coke and, and it's uncomfortable for me because I feel like a wet blanket and it's uncomfortable for everyone around the table because I'm somehow a wet blanket there. I'm like, is it okay to drink in front of this guy? And it is, it totally yeah, is, yeah. and you don't want to be. And I'm like, I, I would love for you all to get blasted if that's what you want to do. <laughs> um, so this brand is for those occasions, and it's called Hellraiser. And it's literally all about raising hell responsibly. So it is an indication for you and for everyone around you that you are fully in for the participation of this evening, and you're going to go out and do whatever we're, everyone else is going to do, but you're going to raise hell responsibly. And that's ultimately what this is. And that's going to be a, fun. a brown ale. <laughs> Yeah, really good brown ale. Um, that's yeah, it's got a great caramel and kind of nut notes to it. So anyway, yeah, we're working on the recipes, which has been fun for me to kind of you know be involved in that process and just all the things that this beer is going to be. But yeah, I think we're going to have terrific liquid. Liquid, um, and then because it doesn't have alcohol in it, we will see how it gets distributed. But but it's a little less regulated than alcohol beer. Um, in that we can probably ship to consumers. So we're going to have a beer NA beer of the month club. Um, and we will be able to, you know, do all kinds of different things where just like yoga buzz is we can show up places and not have to worry about the alcohol content or the restrictions of alcohol and, and sample it and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. That's fun. That's a fun brand. I love the names of the product. Yeah. A little heaven and hell. So the boys in in London came up with Hellraiser and then we did heavenly body kind of as a compliment. I like, I think that's a fun idea to sort of, you know, the next summer spring, we're talking about doing uh, a lemon shandy which is, would be really fun in that space. Kind of a wellness warrior was an idea and sort of position it that way and then do a darker something on the naughty side. I don't know, but I love Clementine's in my neighborhood. She has boozy ice cream and she's figured out a way to put, keep uh, like actual uh, alcohol in the ice cream. And, and you, you know, there's quite a bit of it in there. It doesn't burn off or anything or does, it still um, tastes like alcohol. So when you have her, your, her product, which I've never tasted, but Everyone loves it. And it's this naughty idea, naughty and nice. And she's, I love that just dichotomy of, the, of her brand. So anyway, I think that's a cool space to be in. 
Yeah, it's a nice contrast. Uh-huh. Now, did you partner up with an established brewer for this? Yeah, we were, we were brewing our beer at O'Fallon Brewing Company. So uh, Jim Gorsica was a friend. I've known him since, uh, yeah, we worked together a lot at AB on different kinds of projects. And he bought that place, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago. Where's, he, where's his location? I've heard so the name. Yeah. So it was in O'Fallon. It started in 2000 in O'Fallon. And then the two original owners sold to Jim um, a couple years ago, a couple, three years is ago. He on, is he in, like, uh, off a right. of page? Yeah. So they oh, moved, yes. They're that's in a, Westport now. Okay, that's a fantastic space. Built, yeah. yeah, exactly. It just has a brand-new state-of-the-art brewery out there and restaurant, and uh, they're doing really well. That area is booming right around Westport, um, and, and they brew great beers. They know how to make incredible craft beers and have a huge line of, you know, 20, 30 beers that they brewed their uh, brewer. His name is Brian Owens, and he's incredibly well-respected in the business. Um, they win lots of awards, you know, all over the place. And so I feel like I feel very lucky to get in with people who, who understand just how to make incredibly good craft beer. So, um, and then, yeah, my job is going to take the gently remove the alcohol. We fully brew the beer. Unlike most products in this space, they uh, stop ferment. It's called stop fermentation. That's how they make a lot of the non-alcoholic beer so the beer never really brews they don't let it ferment so alcohol is not created we actually fully brew the beer so it's done finished beer we um take the gently remove the alcohol in in uh de-alcoholization process and then we get really good tasting beer at the end so that is interesting i'm excited yeah see that's that's one of those areas i never knew you could do that because i've never really been a beer drinker yeah what do you you, what do you drink you drink whiskey Uh, a yeah. little bit, yeah, a little whiskey, but I didn't. I didn't really start yeah. drinking till probably when I went to Italy. Okay. I think I was thirty-two at the time. A so good it was place like to drink table wines and yeah, things yeah. like that. So I started drinking wine, and then you maybe, just didn't drink before that. I didn't drink at all. Wow, no, and uh, just this wasn't your thing. Not my thing, and you know, just having some family members, you know, yeah. that, uh, you know, my dad, I guess you say is recovering, recovering. And, uh, we say. so he just kind of went cold Turkey and, yeah. um, you know, it was never like any big issues, but it was yeah. just one of those things that didn't, uh, you yeah, know, a lot pro- of people probably wasn't best for him. Exactly. Uh, so I'm really proud of what, you know, yeah. what he did and, and, uh, you know, he was able just to turn it off. So it's like pretty, I know pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people out there that at some point in their lives, for whatever reason, alcohol's just, you know, just doesn't work. It's just not working right at that moment, right? Yeah, definitely. And you or or you like stop, just, yeah. you know, you just don't have, you don't have that stopping point. Yeah. So for me, it's not a problem just to have a couple and be fine yeah. and not have to keep. You're a normal drinker. Them. But then yeah. when some people, you'll go out and they'll be like, hey, have another, have another. And it's like, yeah. I, I know my limit. And yeah. it's like, I feel good now and I'm in control and that's, that's where it is. So yeah, I didn't didn't start drinking until later in life and then uh yeah then like maybe like a rum and coke or something like mm-hmm. that or just a whiskey rocks mm-hmm. and then uh and then recently when i was doing some freelance at anheuser-busch they would have different events yeah yeah so then i would you know free beer so i'd have a couple and, yeah and then so yes yeah, so a little mick ultra now that's mick ultra that's good, good for the athletes it's very light <laughs> yeah. very light and crisp and uh yeah just a you know few try a few things so mm-hmm. yeah i'm definitely acquiring a taste for it i, I never could stand the taste of beer but. yeah well and it's it is interesting it's a very distinct product and a lot of people just don't like beer they just don't like the taste of beer but i have always really really enjoyed the taste of beer and and yeah when there's when you don't you know once you quit drinking there non-alcoholic beer is not great tasting but there are so many great moments where beer is just really good you know it's a very refreshing product it's the best when you've just mowed your lawn. When you're eating tacos, burritos, any kind of pizza, pizza. Definitely. I mean, come on! Like, what are you <laughs> gonna drink? It's so good. 
So I'm excited to, to yeah, start. To, yeah, all the it's so you you miss the craft revolution as a not as someone who doesn't drink and all of these thousands of amazing styles and food pairings and you know they just write exhaustive copy i've written beer copy as a creative in the business two paragraphs on the taste of bass ale and broken it down you know and you can't drink it and so i'm excited to get into this now and start brewing these amazing tasting beers i'm excited for you that's yeah. fantastic yeah it'll be fun and then it's a high quality product that people that that can't drink the real thing will yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. We'll have to, you'll have, you'll have to do some videos. I'm excited to hire all my friends to make content. Definitely. Yeah. We'll you have to need marketing. Talk some more. Yeah. No. And video is right? so powerful in the fact that it captures so much emotion. Yeah. And just, and there's so many elements, sound, you have the music. Yeah. I mean, cause we all, you're a music fan. I'm a yeah, music yeah. fan. And just the emotion we feel with music. Yeah. And then the video incorporates that. And then you see the passion yeah. from people. And that's one thing with this. I decided not to have any video element. I just wanted it to be stripped down, just really focus yeah. on the conversation and not get caught up in technology. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's something with, with video and documentary and things like that. You can you, you see that passion in their eyes. Mm -hmm. You, you mm -hmm. get the sound of what we're having in this conversation. And yeah, you tie yeah. it all together. And it's just, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more the... I know I've been a lot of the beer spots I've made were basically just music tracks. Like all the famous spots that I love were because I stumbled onto a great song or obvious song, you know, and the song just made these spots amazing. And you start putting beautiful beer products with a great track and the track carries the idea. So, um, yeah, I've been trying to think of what Hellraiser, what our track is. You know, I go back to some ACDC song or something like that, an old school Bon Scott something. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Someone had suggested Nikki Six is sober now or has, has a long yeah, sobriety. Yeah. Like, oh, do we do a Motley Crue song? But anyway, yeah, so if there's any suggestions. Or he's, he, I mean, he's doing uh, like 6 a.m., so that might be a little more feasible. Yeah. Uh, some of his some of his indie things. Cause, yeah. Yeah, who knows what they, but Motley Crue, there may be right. a publishing deal you can get there. Yeah, so if anyone has any suggestions on fun songs, it needs. I feel like it needs to be a metal song for Hellraiser, like a... Yeah, I don't know. Were you a metal and, guy? And maybe it's Divine Sorrow, the band that um, your guys. And it's a hard rock life because like he, Brian Chapel, he doesn't he doesn't drink. He you know he's You're not kidding. into the alcohol. He doesn't so drink. Ne I don't think he ever has. Wow. And uh, yeah, and he's a he's a really interesting guy. And he maybe even write a song. You I know, like get, it. Get a song commissioned. Oh, that's fine. And they have the you know you've heard them. Yeah, you know, yeah they have they're a good. good good you know heavy sound yeah so, we do we need a big i think we need a yeah. big heavy track for it this. could fit or maybe you yeah. audition a few things and have a have right. a contest wow we're making it we're making a move a track right here for this hellraiser uh, definitely launch it, video because that's a, that's a thing mm. that uh now i mean we have all these contests and interactions mm -hmm. part of the marketing where it's yeah you know come up with uh you know the hellraiser song you have a contest and yeah. i don't know what the prize is or whatnot but a lot of beer it's a lot yeah. of non-alcoholic <laughs> beer delivered to your house i can tell you what there the prize you go is. right on <laughs> I think some people would go for that. So, yeah, I so feel like it needs cool. to rock. Yeah, I feel like it needs to be like the spirit of Lemmy from Motorhead oh, somehow, yeah. right? Yeah. Old ACDC, simple, not not too overblown, but yeah, yeah. cat. Those, those may be the guys. It needs. To, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. If not, you know, I'll throw it out to them, and uh, with you know, we can throw it out as well. And you know, whenever you're ready, let me know on social media. I know a lot of indie musicians, musicians yeah, and you do. Uh, bands and 
metal guys and all that. Yeah. So. The metaler, the better, I think. Yeah, but th- those guys could fit. Okay. Yeah, so we'll consider that. I like that. We'll what see, what does his voice sound like? I can't remember. He's kind of like, they have a, uh, the band Tool. Um, yes, yes. Like Maynard, I think he's a, yeah. a, the front man for Tool. He, he yeah. kind of has that vibe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, are, and are they... Tool feels like a band that is um, amazing musicians, and they play lots of complicated... Yes. Or it feels... Yeah, like it's a jam product, or yeah, probably more chords than ACDC. So it may yeah. be maybe a little too no, sophisticated. Good. Maybe I'm, not. I'm down. I maybe like not. Tool. But if you have a sophisticated product, totally. Then, yeah, right on, man. I'm this is you. exciting. No, no, I like that. I like Tool. Cool. I listened to a lot of Tool at some point. <laughs> you know, that was a band I never, I, never you know, I listened into? to a lot of metal, but yeah. Um, yeah, I have one of their albums and good band, but just never was. You know, was one of my yeah. first choices. Well, people, you go deep into that. That's a band that when you get into, you go deep. You know, like right I, the people that like Tool just loved Tool. Who who else do you listen to? Um, in that, I mean, I grew up listening to metal, right? I mean, I grew up in the '80s, and it was just all around me. And I had friends that were crazy into it, and I appreciated it. And I listened to a lot of different music, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, as a kid, I don't know when you had your Led Zeppelin phase, but I had mine in eighth grade. It kind of changes your life where you're like, wait a minute, music was kind of poppy and, and you know, whatever before that moment. And then you discover Led Zeppelin and your life changes, right? As a, as a kid, I just remember like, oh my God, the who, the stones, and you just kind of go off into this world of rock and roll. And then right at that time, um, you know, the hair, hair metal band explosion, you know, Motley Crue is, I loved them. Um, I love Guns N' Roses. So yeah, I got into all those. With everything else, but yeah, it was just definitely. Yeah, I like to rock. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> loved ACDC. Back in Black, I mean, come on, that was nineteen eighty, whatever that was. Eighty two or eighty three, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Was, I remember. I went to a party. Yeah, like whatever. We were and we were such young punks drinking at that age. I just remember. Yeah, Back in Black was the soundtrack. I think we played it over and over all night at one party to the point where it was so funny and annoying by the end of the night after the seventy second play. But it sounds great. Like every song on that album. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I have this app on my phone at some point. I have musical instruments around me, but I haven't learned to play anything. Okay. But there's this... Wait a minute. You you have musical instruments. <laughs> We're in a house with a guitar and a keyboard, and you don't play either one. I know. And part of it, I think, is being... <laughs> is I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and I'm trying to... I want to be a recovering perfectionist. This I can see this in you, Ken. I can see this in you. You are a perfectionist, and you can't be. I know it's it's horrible. Wow, it's horrible, and so uh, and it's good to, yeah. I wonder if there's like a group for <laughs> for perfectionists because it yeah. is because at times if I'll start practicing something yeah. and it's like wait this is not how I expect to hear it in my head yeah. or this so then I'll I'll kind of I won't put forth the effort or yeah. I'll give up and like yeah. I, I'll never be able to do this or yeah or this doesn't sound right okay let me let me do it another time yeah so it's just cool this little app and uh, they have popular songs and uh-huh. one of the things was uh back in black and so nice. you learn the chords so and i was thinking earlier yeah. thinking about i mean visualizing this conversation and thinking about mm-hmm. you know the instruments and thinking like all right bass let me try bass yeah. i have this app yeah and uh you know try to do that there's video games where you can plug in the the real bass into the video game and do that so uh yeah i just need to just buckle down and learn and learn something. you do you bass I could see you on the bass. I think it'd be fun because yeah. I, w- I was thinking about like this, the meditating. Yeah. And I think it's because it's those chords and it just repeats and it's just very like, I think it's a meditative type thing where yeah. you just play the chords, go through it, play yeah. it again. And, yeah. 
and like drums, you know, Keith, yeah. Keith, the guy, one of the guys in Hard Rock Life and uh-huh. pedaling to stop pushing. Yeah. He, that's one of the things he said, the drums are a meditation for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah Cause I could tell, yeah. Once you, you probably transcend, send, uh, the, you know, when you're totally present, right. Drumming and you're, and there's no crazy thoughts, you know, the monkey mind is slowed down and you're just doing that. It's got to be amazing. There's got to be that disconnect from your normal thoughts and you're just drumming, right? Definitely. That yeah. I think amazing. that's where it's coming from. Do you, do you play anything? I don't, I don't, but I wanted to ask you about your perfectionism. That's so funny. Please. So how do you, how does that appear in your life? It's, does it happen like with everything, cooking and this and that, or is it just with art or what is that? You know, it, it, it kind of everything, okay. but then at some point I had to step back and just realize, no, it is a process. Yeah. It isn't right out of the gate when you do something, it's not going to be perfect. Well, perfect doesn't exist. First yeah. of all, there's right. a great quote that I heard was, if you aim for perfection, you discover it's a moving target. Yeah. That's interesting. So right? maybe, you you, maybe you hit that target sometimes, yeah. but a lot of times, but, but to hit that target is the energy and everything else where maybe a lot of things don't require that that level. Yeah. Although, you know, always doing things at a high level. Like yeah. video for for your yeah. company. You yeah. want it at a high level because yeah. you have a high level product. Yeah. So, so you want instead of I, I try to look at it, instead of thinking or using the term perfection, it's just like a high level of excellence. Yeah. But but it's but it's funny within the development of anything today it's all iterative and everybody will just wants you to get out anything and I think we've become far more when I started in the business there was far more putting out perfect stuff right than it was then it shifted to you can get it out there and learn on the way and start talking to people and then change it and change it and change it and whatever and that's total and I think people accept. Um, misspellings in whatever they accept. Whatever I mean, our president can't spell on his tweets. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I don't think anyone hold the per, they're, because of the speed of communication, the standard of perfection just really isn't there, right? Nobody expects that anymore. Um, and it's more just about getting trying shit, right? Put it out there. Is that hard for you to do? Uh, not anymore. This podcast was kind of an exercise oh, in good. like not perfecting it because this podcasts are so not perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, so granted, you know, I've set the gear up where I, yeah, I want it, it to sound ama- a yeah. certain way. Yeah. And, you know, I want it to be a high quality. But if. Do you go back and edit or you just throw it up? A little bit. I just go through and just kind of adjust the levels so everything sounds good. And, yeah. I, and it's also just listening to. Uh, I want to improve. I want to learn. Yeah. So it's, it's trying to recognize what I'm saying, um, or you know, as I say, a lot of you knows. I, I don't know if I have in this no, particular been, conversation. Been good. So working on those elements. And then uh, it may be, just be a point of trimming some things up or timing, mm-hmm. but really I don't do much to it. Just yeah. really get the levels right, add the elements, throw in some music at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, don't have a theme song, but oh, I, I love, where song. did you get your theme song? Oh, it is. Yeah, I love my theme song too. It's so good. So my friend John Murray's son, Anthony Murray's, uh, has been in several bands. His current band is called The Death and you can see them down at Off Broadway. They play once in a while. I love uh, Off Broadway. It's a great venue. Such a great venue, and they're they're a great brand. And he's an incredibly talented kid. Uh, he's not a kid anymore. But his first band was called Flaming Death Trap, and that was a song that I don't know that he I don't even know how many albums they have, but whatever album I got, I played a lot. And every song on there is really really good. But that song to me always stood out. Um, and I've used that song 
uh for a we i used it for band of buds thing for budweiser so i've actually purchased that song that's fantastic before and used it yeah because i loved it so much so but that's a song yeah like a song to me that just sort of is cool right like yes. you hear like oh yeah that's great and i didn't know the band i just heard it in your intro yeah and, and that's the cool thing it's like well, who is this is this somebody that was out there that you've discovered over the years and it's somebody that should be out there because yeah. the so- song is amazing yeah and they're all their stuff's good like he's there yeah and it, it's it's so funny in music and you know this because you've heard a lot of bands the the whether you're popular and whether you're good sometimes those things aren't necessarily go together right um although you know because there's so many great bands out there they're like how do, does everyone not know about this and you listen to them like oh my god so anyway i think he's got that kind of thing going on he works for John now, and John's a partner in No Coast, and they do reality television shows, and Anthony's become an incredible shooter and editor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he puts all their pitch tapes together. So he gets to travel around the country, whatever crazy ideas they're up to. He does a lot of that. So I think, and I think he's doing really well and enjoys that. And does he also compose some music for those? Yeah. I, oh, I, I that's think, great. I think, I think he writes and plays, and I know he's got a crew. I'm not sure who writes and plays what within their band. But uh, yeah, the, if you want to check them out, they're called The Death. And lots of people probably in town know Anthony and know Flaming Death Trap. But yeah, they're fun. They're a fun band. Like Very they're rock and roll fun, right? Just like yeah, put yeah. your hands up and yeah. It's great. So definitely listen to, I know we're doing this crossover, so we'll both yeah. put this out. We'll but, put uh, that out. I'll, I'll post some Flaming Death Trap stuff. On yeah, this. post some <laughs> links and, and definitely everyone check out Jeff's jeff's podcast because it's just amazing it's especially if you're in the creative field or even if you're not it's just a lot of good life lessons and um like chris with the the last episode yeah. it just it was just amazing because he took some time off from being a creative yeah. and uh did, did some other things if it was a yeah. dad found wow. him and really fueled his creativity from from what i heard yeah. from that which is kind of cool sometimes it's good to take a break yeah and uh, soul search and figure it out and then come back even stronger yeah. and more focused. And yeah. And he, and really I think cool. he got some perspective on whatever, whatever that was that was holding him back. I think taking a break. Yeah. Obviously being a dad changes your world. Right. But I think he found a, a lot in another way, but his, the, the site that he does, and I am lucky enough to come in and we do a podcast every week, which is easy. We sit down and, and interview whoever, and then I don't worry about it for the rest of the week. And Chris really does all of it. It's it's an amazing brand. I mean, talk about someone who's found a voice in the recovery community. Since right now is amazing. So, if, yeah, if that's if you're into that world, check it out for sure. And it's good. And I think there there's a lot of people out there that... Yeah. Um, so I record mine down at Antidote. You'll have to come down. We'll do We'll do another one with you down there. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Or, yeah, any suggestions? I'm always looking for guests. So if you want to be on the Creative Stick Up podcast, email me. That'd be yeah, fun. Definitely, right. people get. get and if you want to be on this podcast, get, reach out. It's yeah, fun. Come, it is. It's come good. Come sit so down. Definitely reach out to Jeff. What um, yeah. social media? Where, yeah. how, what's I'll the best put, way for people to get I'll hold put of my email in this jcstevens21. All right. Gmail.com. What about you? How do they get a hold of you? I have my website, kencalcaterra.com. Um, and this is Conversations with Ken. Conversation with Calcaterra. Conversation yeah. with Calcaterra. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have a great name. But you you and do kind of the same thing, just people you want to talk to, right? Yeah, exactly. People that are passionate. So I couldn't think of, I thought of something, well, what if it was like I did a, a yeah. group podcast or I was thinking yeah. of trying to think of something fancy. Yeah. And it just didn't come to me. And I just thought, all right, Conversations with Calcaterra, that's kind of interesting. And Boom. it just 
it just rolled off the tongue and I yeah. was like, you know, I'm going to go with that. So this is, I think, the 39th episode. Nice. Uh, 38th or 39th. So, uh, yeah. So it's so moving along. you do one a week along. at least? I try to, um, but then, you know, every now and then some freelance pops up or something yeah, yeah. else. But yeah, KenCalcaterra.com. Ken, KenCalcaterra.com. <laughs> you can find it there. It's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, yeah. iTunes, all that, all those good places. That's funny. But you host yours on SoundCloud, Creative Stick Up? I put it on SoundCloud, and then it goes to iTunes automatically, and that's it. I love that, yeah. Yeah. And no, I think automatically yeah. they put it on Stitcher and oh, all good. those other ones as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's a, if you look at the analytics, yeah. you'll see I know. It's funny. Since I started, I started doing this business, and the the stick ups gunned down a little bit because I'm just, you know, so into this brewery business, but yeah, it's still fun to do. Good. No, I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah. Cause I enjoy listening yeah. to it. Yeah. Who do I have coming up next is, Oh, I have, I can't remember. It's a, uh, father son team in the creative business. Um, but they both work for the same agency. Anyway, it'll be fun. That's it. I will look forward to that. Cool. And then speaking of music, yeah. I know we, uh, I just ran into you a few weeks ago at Javier Mendoza oh, yeah. show. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been a fan of Javier? It's uh, I have known of Javier. I've probably seen Javier three or four times in my life. Because if you're in St. Louis and you go out, you're going to see Javier Mendez at some point, yeah. right? He's terrific. And uh, Talent Plus, and I work out of Sharon Tucci's office. I've been doing this brewery out of her oh, office. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, so I see Sharon all the time. So I see all of her world. And she's got a great world in town, right? The, the Sharon Tucci world. Because uh, they represent a lot of acts and uh, all the, you know, just the world that she's in and the modeling industry and all that stuff. And she's a, she's wonderful, a human, great human being. So she loves Javier, books Javier. He's one of their artists. So I, I've seen him, met him, got to meet him, got to know him. And that was his birthday show, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's such a terrific guy. Oh, he is. And he's one of those guys that you just, his passion for the work and just puts it out there every night and plays a lot and terrific, you know, he's been doing it for a long time, knows his shit. And he's, yeah, it was a good show. And he was I, a I guy it. that he was putting out for a while, an album a year. Yeah. And I met Javier when I was in college. Oh, wow. And so um, you've known him for a long time. Yeah. So he's been, on, has he been doing it since years. college? This was right around when he started. So he was wow. getting ready to put out his second album, Step Into My Place, which is a great album. Okay. And um, so he was playing, you know, the, I guess he did the college circuit, but mm-hmm. I, I just went to Webster. Okay. And so he had a show there and I was blown away. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. And and I didn't really follow a lot of local music. I had a few friends that I, mm-hmm. I put some videos together for in college mm-hmm. and through them started getting into the music scene. And I was just thinking, wow, we have this here. This is this undiscovered talent. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, it was just so exciting and the, the energy and then, you know, just throughout the years, you know, kept in touch, you know, put That's some cool. videos together for him. He, uh, there was this reality show called Band on the Run. Band and, on the Run. And so they, uh, so he needed a video for that. Mm-hmm. So at the time, was I working at Bad Dog at the time? I was friends with the guys at Bad Dog at yeah. the time. So they lent me some gear. And it was, so I put together a little documentary for them. And they were, they were accepted to the show, but then the show was canceled. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so it was just one of the. I'm glad that the video was the quality to really. I have to find that video. That's one I don't have out there. I have to see where that's at. Let's get it on. Let's get it up on this podcast. um, We need to post it. But it really, it really showcased who they were, the essence of who they were, just the emotion, everything we've talked about at the beginning of this. You've always been in the music documentary business. You need to get a band and this. Yeah, that's your thing. 
Yeah, you know, it's always been a passion, and uh, then it. But it was just that's kind of like the luck of the draw with certain yeah. projects. I don't know if it's, you know, if it's the energy I'm putting out or what's going no, on, or just knows? like it happens to be the bands. But it's like I'll put together a great project, and then the band breaks up, <laughs> like oh, or Javier, you know, has this great opportunity, and they're like, oh, okay, VH1's not going to continue it. Yeah. Like, well, at least the the, the product that we yeah. gave them and his music was good enough to do it. But That's the luck of the draw. But one thing I was going to ask you about, because one thing that he did, and uh, hopefully hopefully he's available next week, we've mm-hmm. been talking about having a conversation oh, as well, he's rebranded himself, so now yeah. he's, he's going by Hobo Kane. Yeah. Because he felt that with the name Javier Mendoza, a lot of people stereotyped and thought he was just... Just Latin rock, solely a Latin rocker. Yeah. And when, his when Latin so rock much... is damn good. Oh my, it's incredible. I know. So let's not take. I mean, don't don't go too far from that, Javier, because it's awesome. Definitely. But anyway, so from a branding standpoint, yeah, Hobo Kane. And what is? And he he told the story. Do you know what it means? Yeah. So Kane is part of his family name, okay. and oh, it just completely slipped my mind. Okay. But it's um, yeah, it's got some uh, weight to it. There's some depth. Yeah. To it. There's yeah. a reason why. He yeah. Did there's this. a meaning behind it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And at some point, too, he uh, recently, he's three years himself. ago, moved to Nashville. His wife, yeah, wife um, had a job, so yeah. job opportunity, which I think Nashville is a great place for him. And totally. Then, and then he's get he, he gets up here. He's like here every week. Yeah. So it's not like he's gone no, by any means. He plays a lot in St. Louis. But yeah, yeah, no, super dude. Super dude, and yeah, wish him best of luck. And it was a fun show. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. He in fact, the artist that night. Show. So there was a painter. Do you remember the painter? It, that was I, painting, I definitely, I, I talked to afterwards, yeah. amazing painting. Kebabi Bayak, that, I had him on my show last week, and he was a fascinating guy. Um, he, yeah, you'll have to listen to the podcast. It's, it's less, but his, he, he, he did a project in 2012 where he painted a, one painting a day for 365 days, all about uh, images of African-American fatherhood. And, they're not like caricature, quick little paintings. These are finished pieces. And it's just like that story alone, plus the fact that he's an amazing artist and his stuff is just phenomenal. That's an amazing yeah, story. I know. But it, yeah, he was cool. He was really good Good to sit down and talk to him. And I think that's the kind of things that you have to do these days. Yeah. It's cross-promotion. It's doing, it's yeah. having an artist at a music event and making yeah. it. My friend, uh, was really cool. Ben Sturgill, who was just, I'll send you some of his music. Okay. He was just in town hanging out and he played, I had a family reunion and he, uh, he played some music. So we had a house show. Yeah. And, um, he, that's one thing he has, uh, the music box experience. Okay. So his album was music box. And I was thinking we were talking like music box experience, make it an experience. And back in the day he had, he had a show at, at a venue, which he called it the Music Box something. Yeah. So it's always been oh, yeah, yeah. Music Box is his thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what we were talking about, really branding that and making it something more. It's like a circus type atmosphere where mm-hmm. you have artists and you have performers. Oh, yeah. And so when it's it's a more like visceral that. type thing where you're, you're going to another level, you, you know, it's a bit of escapism, yet the music is very mindful. It's from the heart. Mm-hmm. It connects you to you know, a higher being or the higher being of yourself. Yeah. So with something like that, so yeah, he's, you know, getting ready to, to do a little more with that and, and push his branding out a a little more Mm -hmm. and get it to where people hear that more often, the music box experience. And then they want to be a part of the the music box experience. So yeah. And is he a country guy? No, he is um indie rock guy, okay. um some pop music, some uh I wouldn't say alternative, but just like a, a really cool sound. Yeah. A guy that's been playing music since he's 
probably been three or four. Wow. His dad was uh, like, like a, what do you call that? Like in, in a church, like uh, the ministry of music or the, um, I don't even know what, what they call the title, but so his dad. Yeah, the director of music at a church. Yeah. Some, some, but there's yeah. like a, there's no, a term there a for title. it that I don't even know. But yeah, so he's <laughs> he's grown up around music, him yeah. and his brother, and just a guy that just just lives it, just yeah, breathes yeah. it. That's cool. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to bring him up at some point for when you do a yeah, launch yeah. and just totally play cool some guy. stuff. All right. So anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we covered it. Did uh, yeah, we cover it? It was fun. Good. Yeah, I know. It's it was. nice just to chit chat. I mean, this is probably the le- least amount of planning that I put into it, but it seemed really natural. Yeah, it was fun. Like, I knew it would be. I had good good feelings about coming over. I was looking forward to it. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, I thank really you for it. being at your house. We're yeah. I, I'm gonna get a picture of it and we'll post the picture. It's Let's fun. See it. It's a super cool uh, studio. So great talking to you, Jeff. I and I look forward to uh, future conversations. I know. I'll bring some beer by when we get it. Fantastic. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Ken.